Yo, it's Julian on the brown note in the heat, still sweltering. A review of Optical Delusion, the 10th album by the legendary UK electronic act of Paul and Phil Hartnell, brothers who formed Orbital in 1989 and named after the M25 ring road that goes around London, which had kind of the birthplace of rave culture which was that there would be parties in fields and you would find out where they were on the m25 and pull off into some field and then the uh, police would end up coming in and brutally beating everyone up um they are one of the most important and influential electronic acts of all time for three main reasons one is they were the band most synonymous with moving electronic music away from the anonymous 12-inch single play by DJs and into the album format. And many British acts of the time, all of them legendary, did the same thing around the same time, but I would say that Orbital were the most preeminent. So you've got Underworld, Chemical Brothers, Prodigy, Left Field, um, just an astonishing array of talent that all emerged in that foment at the start of the 90s which was the best period in British music since the late 60s look at the uh, shoegaze, indie, Britpop, trip hop, everything that came out at that time it's just nuts but they were the ones that fomented it particularly the Brown album and Snivelization which I might do a gone but forgotten review of both 10 out of 10 albums um, just incredible records. Um, they moved on through insides and sort of petered out towards the start of the 2000s. The other of those three things that were really important, apart from moving dance music onto the album, where it's never looked back from, is the live show. In 1994, they headlined the Pyramid Stage. Well, headlined, I think they were the last act on the Pyramid Stage at the Glastonbury Festival, the rock stage, the main stage, unheard of. And it was broadcast by the BBC. I watched it in my bedroom. And the next year I was in the crowd in front of the Pyramid Stage in 1995 where they played just before Pulp played their epochal show. Uh, what a night that was, unforgettable. They took electronic music to the rock stage at music festivals. They were incredibly well known for their live performances. Again, lots of the electronic acts followed. Prodigy, uh, Chemical Brothers, all became massive festival headliners. The Underworld, a lot of them. But again, I would say that the most important and probably the first were Orbital. And the last thing is politics. They always welded this sort of post-Thatcher political, uh, you know, they, they're talking about climate change and stuff back in the 90s. And Thatcher's Britain and the NHS and this kind of stuff cropping up on their albums. Well, I've been to see them over the years many times and I was starting to get bored of um, the live set they were doing because it didn't really change from the 90s. A lot of the stuff was stagnant. And then I saw them a couple of years ago in Sydney and I was appalled. <laughs> they went from this incredibly sculpted techno, which admittedly I'd, I'd got bored of hearing the same live set from the 90s all the way through to the 2000s, but they'd gone full-blown EDM. <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. So their new album, Optical Delusion, I held no hope for at all.
pre this last year they released an album called 30 something which was a well-earned victory lap looking back at 30 years of the band and it was like one disc was um, them actually doing studio versions of the live reworkings of their songs and then there was a couple of discs of remixes and I thought the uh, magazine Pitchfork got a couple of things really right one of them was that um, Orbital are a really horrible band to remix. No remixes have really ever stuck. I think one of the problems is, is that you get immediately less interesting percussion patterns and everything's simplified when someone does a remix. They can only, only they can do their music. And the other thing that the Pitchfork said was like the, the disc of them doing their own music was so much better than the remixes. The remixes I could have thrown away, most of them. But the um, hour of their own big tunes being done in the lot in the same way that they played them live was really great. But I still didn't hold out much hope for this, their tenth studio album. Um, and I have to say, I have been very nicely surprised by a number of elements. Um, the opening ring ringer, the um, featuring fittingly medieval babes. Um, for harks back to the ring ring of roses we all fall down a medieval uh, black death nursery rhyme um it is the most political album overall i think um certainly going back to snivelization it is a very politicized album and obviously that is a very post-covid track um it's got some nice throwbacks to early 90s synth pads uh, it's not too EDM at all. It's nice, muscular, up-tempo, mid-tempo. A lot of this album is in that same um, ballpark. And another thing that's really good here is that they keep everything uh, sort of between the four and five minute mark attracts most of the tracks on here. Um, there's only a uh, one track that's really that much longer. Um, so it doesn't get really deep into anything, but it, it does stop it it feels fairly urgent and fairly upright and fairly dynamic um it doesn't dwaddle it's like if you got a new reichsop album you'd expect the uh, down tempo to make things a lot driftier here they keep it quite upright uh, dina apovich uh, does the kind of sort of soaring gregorian <laughs> chant vocal hook um that they were famous for on tracks uh, like belfast on day one featuring uh, dina Ipovich. I don't know who these um, collaborators are, they're on nearly every track. Day One itself suggests something post-Covid as well, it's sort of like the, you know, the day that it broke sort of thing. Uh, track 3, Are You Alive, featuring Penelope Isles, has a pleasingly subtle melody and a chorus that is analogous to the kind of thing that Royksop do, but it's got much more interesting percussion um and the i really don't want to get effed in a working day or a working week or something like that um still hanging on to a politicized thread but the background is much more detailed and it's got a nice breakdown it goes on for longer than any other track um the wonky are you are here frequency um it's got some wonky uh, bass and acid in it um that's got the most interesting sound stage uh, are you the frequency featuring little pest who turns up a bit later um track five the new abnormal is almost like a mission statement in that it's it seems to rework one of their most famous tracks impact the earth is burning 
a live highlight and uh, from their second immortal album the brown album uh, which seemed to point towards global catastrophe back in 93 uh, from climate change it's got some old school breakbeats. Um, the mix on the album as well is interesting because it's um, it's very pop. It's very sort of center mix and quite loud, um, but not abrasive. Um, it's very easy to listen to and hear quite loudly without having to sort of slam you over the head. And then we have probably um, the three best tracks in a row. If um, Home featuring Anna B. Savage which seems to be about climate change again, has a much more dramatic uh, percussion and, and vocal hook. And her vocals wind around the song all the way through. Um, some of the best programmers of drums out there, I think, the Hartnell Brothers and of synth pads and of um, synth bass lines, they really are peerless amongst electronic music producers, I think. Um, and after that track, it could have petered out, but we get the Sleaford mods being an absolutely perfect fit for Orbital. The UK punk act with their anti-Tory scree would have fit right on Snivelization, that album. For me, their high point. Uh, and the soundstage is really, really good. And uh, it's talking about people that don't look like fried animals, like referring to gammons and um, swearing about the Tories is a perfect fit here. And it's almost like doubling down on the fact that this is a pretty heavy uh, Tory, anti-Tory Britain, uh, pro-climate change activism album, mentioning refugees at the bottom of the English Channel and stuff like that. Very timely. Um, and um, Requiem for the Pre-Apocalypse actually invokes Are We Here, one of their greatest tracks from Snivelization. Definitely got the drum and bass vibe going on. And it's sort of, and that's sort of like a run of three tracks in a row. <coughs> and Moon Princess that ends it has a Another really memorable vocal and percussive uh, pattern. The uh, singer there, I think, is Cope. I don't know who that is. So even though this could be considered a mid-album, given that they sort of wandered off the beaten track for years and sort of gave up for a while and then sort of tried their hand at coming back, like the people like The Prodigy have sort of come back with these really lackluster albums. Um, I'm going to up the ante on the review slightly here because, one, it's out it's exceeded my expectations without actually not being an EDM album. It's it's not made that a problem. It's also referenced the past well. The track length and tempo has been surprisingly short and up-tempo. Um, and it's a very considered curation of tracks. They fit together really well and at any point it's sort of starting to slag, uh, to drop off. You get into um, something like the Sleeve of Mods and it kind of lifts it up again um, and I like the mix of old and new here it made them sound like less like a legacy act and more like somebody with something to say now so probably above the curve here I'm going to give Orbital and um, Optical Delusion a 8.5 out of 10 <laughs> 